This is Gary Wolf, and today I'm talking to Tade Thompson, a recent nominee for the Best Series Hugo, and I want to congratulate you on that. Hey, thanks, Gary. Hi, everybody. And, uh, and I noticed, I think you said this on Twitter, but when the actual announcement went up in New Zealand, I think the title was simply listed as Rosewater, right? No, it was listed as just Wormwood. It was just one word, Wormwood, and oh. it didn't make any sense. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great honor for a series which is almost brand new compared to some of the other series you're up against. Yes, it, I'm, you know, I'm quite honored, quite flattered. I'm against a, it's a really tough category if you look at it. Um, but I'm not worried. I, I can't worry myself about something I can't control. No, absolutely. So, I've been nominated for it. That's a thing that's there. That can't be taken away. So I'm happy with that. Whatever else comes is fine. At this point, I'm a I'm a Schrodinger's Hugo winner. I am both the winner and not a winner <laughs> until <laughs> until August. And it's both both a both a dead cat and a live cat at the same time. Yes. I exactly. One thing I've wondered about, and I loved the novels, and I I, I loved the way the shifts from one uh, almost a shift between genres from one volume to the next. But did you ever get anybody confused that maybe they were – anybody who went out and got an old ancient Kurt Vonnegut novel thinking that was part of the series? Um, you mean you mean Goodbye, Mr. Rosewater? Is that uh, the book? God bless you, Mr. Rosewater. God yeah. bless you, Mr. Rosewater, yeah. They're, 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 the only similarities are in the word Rosewater itself, but there's no – they're not similar in, in oh, color. Oh no, I, no, I understand that. I just, I just wondered if some readers might have gotten confused at some point. No, nobody brought it up. You know, okay. I, I'm, you know, nobody, not a single person brought it up. No, all right, excellent. Yeah. Well, let's. My let's usual thing. Uh, let me, let me start asking you the series of questions that we're going to uh, talk to everybody, and uh, and and I know you're extra busy with your hospital work, but. If you're reading anything now, what are you reading, and 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 is it any good? Okay, I'm reading I'm reading two very good books. Um, I'm reading Springtime in a Broken Mirror, which is by Mario Benedetti, um, and the book. I think the key thing about the book for me is is the language and the almost lyrical nature and the the human moments in it. It's basically it was written while the, the um, while Benedetti himself was in exile from Uruguay, um, and it covers the whole idea. There's a there's a group there's a family and a group of friends who were shattered by arrests and exiles, and so it, it it's it's like a very slow moving explosion. Uh-huh. You know, one person is in prison, one person is just in exile. One of them is still in the same country but had to change their um, their beliefs, you know, the family mm. is there trying to hold things together, but it's just not quite working out. So um, it's it's heartbreaking, it's painful, it's beautiful at the same time, um, and it's told from multiple points of view. So it's a really good book. I really enjoy it. That's that sounds like a wonderful book. It sounds it sounds like it. It's if it's a family oriented plot, it almost sounded like this. Um, British TV series that was on last year called Years and Years, which I thought was one. Um, I'll, I'll give it a try. I, I yeah. did want to mention that it's translated by Nick Kaystor because I don't think translators get enough love. I think you're absolutely right. So, so what else are you reading? Okay, so the second book is actually um, it's a it's a graphic novel from the which was written between 1962 and 1964. 
it was written by um and i i'm sure i'm going to get the pronunciation wrong um hector herman osterheld i'm pretty sure that's wrong it's called mort it's called morton cinder it's mort in, and yeah mort mort cinder there's ah. a plus you know when they write it correctly there's a there's a plus there but it's you just see it as mort cinder um, it's in black and white. It was serialized, I think, in a newspaper. Um, the art is incredible, and the story is really good because it's about it's about a, a man who doesn't realize, or at least initially doesn't realize, that actually he's been dying and coming back to life several times in several mm. different periods. And so, and it's not your it's not your usual pulpy um, type of story in that sense. It you know, you get a sense of a person who is actually erudite, you know, and has researched things very, very carefully, researched the time periods, and has a love for history. And the artist, right, and the artist is Alberto Breccia, um, which I'm pretty sure I'm not pronouncing correctly either, really went to town. It's really great. I mean, they, you know, they must have done a lot of research on the costumes and all of that. So it's, I'm about a quarter into it. You know, and I'm hooked, and I love. I love uh huh. Hello. Are uh, you dropped out? I love it for both the art and the story. So you know, it's a really good right? And this like is, a, a, and this is in a book. It's it, it's 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 in a book form. It's uh. It's a, it's a it's a bound. It's in a bound from a single a single book. The complete. You know the, the complete series in a single book, and it's really good. That's, um, that sounds fascinating. That, sorry, it sounds fascinating. It's from the early '60s. Yes, it is. Um, there's there's another book called El Eternota, which is what Osterhold is really known for. Um, because it, it and that's and I should say that El Eternota is one of the inspirations for Rosewater because it also um, it features an alien invasion but also a dome in the middle of a city in the middle of Argentina wow. actually yes um, it wasn't available in English except in fragments until I think two years ago and I bought that as well I have that I have that I never knew the story until two years ago I you know because it was in Portuguese aha. <laughs> uh-huh. I read it as a child in Portuguese. I was just looking at the pictures. And I had, because I, I couldn't speak Portuguese, nobody around me could speak it. Um, oh. And it wasn't in the days of the internet. So there was, I couldn't just run it through a translator. So I would just look at the pictures and imagine what the story might be. You know, so I was delighted when two years ago, um, Fantagraphics, those are, you know, those are the people I think who made the, the books, this book and that book, um, released it in English. I was literally, you know, I, I gave them my money before they even said it was available. <laughs> you know, a, a very sad thing about him, though, is that um, the writer was one of the disappeared. Oh, he really? Just, yeah, yeah they, I think he was murdered because he was he was his work is critical of, you know, of the government and of secret, you know, of secret um, disappearances and the like. And, and, and an image in Argentina, an image from one of his comics, El Eternota, is actually a very um, common and well-known graffiti image. Mm-hmm. You know, the, um, because what happened is the the um, air was polluted um, by the alien invasion, and so they designed 
costume or they design protective costumes out of diving um, diving suits. So there is a there is a drawing of a dry, of a man in a diving suit which has been seen as a symbol of resistance, you know, in Argentina and South America. That's fascinating. Can you uh, uh, add a suggestion as to what people ought to be reading during the period of lockdown? Okay, I really think that fans of science fiction, I, I think people need more upbeat things to, to read yeah. in this time. And I really think that um, Martha Wells' um, Murderbot Diaries. Excellent. I mean, I know that Jonathan is talking to Martha, possibly even as we speak, because he's doing one of those. But those are. Well, do you have anything coming out yourself that we should know about? I'm very. Well, I have in May. I have um, Making Wolf. My it's a crime novel that I that I wrote, you know, some years back. It's being reissued by Constable, uh-huh. you know, out in May. I have just finished a novel which I can't exactly talk about yet. Okay. I haven't decided some things, like something, like the title, for example. So we haven't had an agreement on the title, so I can't actually talk about it. I can just tell you that it... Um, and um, I, I've finished the final volume of The Murders of Molly Southbourne. Um, which I called Hayflick Limit. Um, and I don't know exactly when that will be out yet, but that, that is coming at some point. But that's the final one in that series. Yes, it is. Well, I'd like to thank you again for joining us. Uh, this uh, has been wonderful. And the, the Osterheld, is that how you pronounce his name? Yes, Osterheld, um, Hector German Osterheld, O-E-S-T-E-R-H-E-L-D. Okay, great. That's that's a revelation to me and I guess to a lot of our listeners. And uh, again, I wanted to thank uh, our guest today on the 10 Minutes With. It's been 10 Minutes with Todd A. Thompson. And from Coot Street, uh, this has been Gary Wolf. And join us next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.